Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many things you've blessed us with throughout this day and now the blessed opportunity once again to get back into your word. Help us now as we do that, as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. The title of this one is Given Wisdom from God. It's awesome when we can get direct wisdom from God Almighty, given to us directly. Now, I'm not talking about knowledge, understanding alone. No, wisdom. Because you can have knowledge and not have wisdom. You can know something that someone has told you. Such as when you're a child and your parent tells you, don't touch that hot stove, it will burn you. You've been given the knowledge, but you don't have the wisdom until you reach out and touch that stove and you get burnt. And then you have the wisdom that comes along with that knowledge. There's a lot of things that the Lord can give us wisdom in that we don't have to go through the bad experiences to wind up with that wisdom. But sometimes we do go through those hardships, those times, those experiences that we have, and we become wiser. That's why the wisest people that are around are typically the older people. I say that to a group that is mostly older folks, and you're smiling from ear to ear. Then That's right. We're the smart guys. That's it. And that wisdom comes from those years of experience that you can fall back on and relate to. To know that, yeah, you don't touch that hot stove because it does burn you. And that's the wisdom. And it's awesome that the Lord can give us wisdom, understanding, knowledge, all of that as a blessing to someone who has not gone and studied from man or mankind or even lived in a situation where they would find such wisdom and understanding. He can give them that because he has a task for them to do. He has a purpose for them. And then he'll instill in them exactly what they need to do what he wants them to do. As we can see a good example of this in Exodus chapter 31, where he gives this young man a ability to be able to do the job he has set before him to do. Right into it here in Exodus chapter 31. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezaliel, the son of Uriah, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, and in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship gave him skills and ability, a gift from God, to devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting of stones, to set them and in carving of timber, to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, behold, I have given him with him Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom, that they may make all that I have commanded thee. And it gets into the instructions of how to build the tabernacle and all the implements thereof. Gave them that understanding and skills to be the craftsmen that he wanted them to be. 
which is very encouraging to know that he gives us skills that even go beyond skills that are directly related to ministry, but skills to be able to function in this world, to do the task that he wants us to do, to live in this world, in this physical world. The abilities to do craftsmanship even, as he pointed out here, which is awesome. And I'm sure many of you can testify to seeing this in people or in yourselves that you suddenly have an ability to do something and you're wondering, well, how did I know how to do that? But here I am doing it. It's because it was a gift from God. Over in Second Chronicles, we see here speaking of King Solomon. King Solomon, which was the son of David, was given the throne over Israel and given the challenge but also the blessings of being a king and the abilities that he needed to fulfill the job that was set before him to do. And note how it unfolds here. In Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 7, In that night did God appear unto Solomon and said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said unto God, Thou hast showed... Great mercy unto David my father, and hast made me to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto David my father be established, for thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Give me now wisdom. The very first thing that Solomon asked for was wisdom. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this thy people that is so great? And God said to Solomon, Because this was in thine heart, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast asked long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee. Gave him exactly what he wanted because he wanted it to bring honor and glory to the Lord in the process of doing the job that he's been given in the right manner. But note, he also gives him some little extras because he had the right heart the right attitude at this time. And I will give thee riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall there any after thee have the like. Blessed with so much, given so much, and given so much wisdom. Wisdom that he shared with us in the Proverbs as he further teaches about wisdom because he has so much wisdom. And now he wants to pass that on down to the next generations. As we see King Solomon's Proverbs in the book of Proverbs, pick it up in Proverbs chapter 2. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom. It's like, you want to hear wisdom. You want to know wisdom. And apply thine heart to understanding. 
Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Key point there. Keeping things in the right area. Knowledge and understanding and wisdom that comes from the Lord. Starting with the fear of the Lord. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When we seek the wisdom of God, when we seek the knowledge and understanding of him and his will for us in our lives, then we will, as he says, understand righteousness and judgment and equity and yea, every good path. We'll know what to do. We'll know how to behave. We will know how to share that with others as well. The opportunities he gives us, because then he multiplies things that he gives us. When we take the blessings that he gives us, even the knowledge and wisdom and understanding that he gives us, when we use it, then it becomes multiplied, which is so awesome. It isn't that we give it away and it's gone. We give it away and it bounces back and with even more for us. In Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10 reads, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. A very simple proverb, but so profound. When he narrows it down, find, once again in Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Not the beginning of knowledge, but the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So you start by having the wisdom given to you, and then with that wisdom, you know that it's important that you study and you receive that knowledge. And the more knowledge you have applied with the wisdom, then you have more understanding. It all works together, which is so awesome the way he does that for us. And then back up there in Proverbs chapter 3, in verse 13, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. See, when you have the wisdom, along with wisdom comes confidence and hope. And of course, hope is part of confidence. When you have true hope, you have the confident anticipation and expectation of the fulfillment of the prophecies and promises of God. That comes along with the wisdom that the Lord gives you. When you have wisdom, you have understanding, then you have the hope, and then it increases your faith, and it just all comes together. And when you have all that, you are happy. No matter what the setting is, no matter what the situation is, you can still be happy when you have that. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things that, 
thou hast desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in the way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. That's an awesome one right there. When you have the wisdom, when you have the understanding, when you have the knowledge given to you of the will of the Lord in your life, of the blessings, of the protection that He gives you, of what you have to look forward to next time in the next realm, then you're at peace no matter what the situation is. And you can have a good night's sleep. Read 24 again. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Because you're not worried when you hear the news about the wars, the rumors of wars. You're not worried when you see the pestilences and the diseases. You're not worried when you get sick yourself. Because you know the wisdom of God. You know what you have to look forward to. Be not afraid of sudden fear neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. You don't worry about it. You're not afraid when you hear about it. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. When you're part of the Lord's family, you are sealed and no one can take that away from you. When He's done with us, when we've done our job and it's all finished and He takes us on home, simple as that. Whatever age it is, whatever point in your life, when it's time to go, it's time to go. So just be ready to go and be happy. Whatever the situation, whatever the setting, we can turn to the Lord and be happy in that. When we study the Word of God, when we know the truth that is in the Word of God, then we can become part of His family. We can actually become one of His representatives. We can become an ambassador of Christ. We become a disciple which is a student of Jesus Christ. That's who we need to seek. That's who we need to pray to continuously to ask for more wisdom and understanding and knowledge and apply it properly. And when we trust in Him, as we see verse, excuse me, we see chapter 8 in verse 31. In John chapter 8, verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If thou continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Not bind you, but make you free. Because when you are free from sin, by being washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, become adopted into the family, you are freed from that fear 
as well. And then you're happy. And all of this is based upon the wisdom that you can receive from God and directly to you as a born-again Christian. Because the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost teaches us exactly what we need to know. Just as he told the disciples shortly before he was arrested and crucified, he was teaching to his disciples, and he tells them in John chapter 14, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. We don't have to be troubled. We don't have to be worried. We don't have to be overly concerned about anything. But yet we see so much of that and we experience so much of that because we get swept away with all the other people that are in panic. We don't need to do that as Christians because we have the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of truth, which is wisdom. As he teaches us in chapter 14, verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. And those two great commandments that we go back to so often because they are the two profound ones that the Lord emphasized. And we know it is in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Notice, with all thy mind. It isn't that you love mankind and the knowledge of mankind and the wisdom of mankind. No, you love Jesus Christ, you love God, you love Him with all your existence, then He fills your mind with His wisdom. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. It's awesome that it all comes together when we have that love, when we share that love. We see the things that are going on. We see the hardships. We see the riots. We see the protests. We see the wars. It's so easy to fall into the trap of hatred or discrimination or racism or anger and disdain and disgust. It's so easy to fall into that. It comes naturally to us. It's so quick that it just comes upon us and we want to strike out in anger. Wrong way to have our attitude wrong way to be wrong 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 we need to trust in the lord we need to love god and love others even those filthy sinners that are out there that are doing such horrible and stupid stuff we still need to pray for them we look at them we kind of scratch our head why would anybody do that to themselves when you see what they do to themselves and why would it do that to somebody else when we see what they do to somebody else we can have such disgust so quickly but we should have so pity so quickly. It should be so much compassion that it rises up in pity for them, that we pray for them, that we pray for those ruthless, bloodthirsty people that are out there, that we pray for those stupid self-abusers that are out there, that we try to help them. It's so easy just to go the other way and just hate them and discuss, you know, discuss and stay away from them. We've got to always remember, like Paul reminded us, over and over we were all a bunch of filthy sinners too, in the eyes of somebody who was more righteous at that time, looking upon us when we were sinners, they would be feeling the same way. Oh, look at that disgusting sinner. But no, we are now part of the family of God. We are ambassadors of God. He gave us the opportunities and the, uh, to be those ambassadors, to be witnesses. And He gives us His wisdom. And then when we use His wisdom properly, we can reach others. And when we have that comforter that is the Holy Ghost, that is within us, 
then we can be at ease even in the face of such sin and sinners and anxieties and hardships that are all around us. Back to John chapter 14, verse 15 again. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Not just every once in a while, like the Old Testament, when he would come upon some folks for a time and then depart from them. No, he comes to us and stays with us now. That is so awesome. And he identifies him here in verse 17. Even the Spirit of truth... That truth is the wisdom of God. Whom the world cannot receive, they cannot receive the wisdom of God until they become one of His children. All the training, all the teaching, all the studying of all the universities stacked on top of each other, they still come out stupid. And we sure see a lot of that these days. Um, the protests and the demonstrations and the things that we see on the on the campuses, the, the highest campuses in the U.S. right now are displaying how stupid their students are. It's sad. Because they seek in the wisdom of man instead of the wisdom of God. Even a spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and you and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At the day ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and lo, excuse me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him manifest myself to him. means reveal himself to us. When we love him, he shows himself to us. Which Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. That is so awesome. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have commanded you. That's the key verse there when it comes to receiving the teaching exactly like it should be. Truth and wisdom and understanding from God directly by way of the Holy Ghost into us. When we have that connection, when we have that relationship, when we have that constant communion with the Holy Ghost, verse 27 kicks in. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. When you're indwelt with the wisdom of God, you have that peace of God. When you see the hardships around, you're not worried, you're not concerned, you're not riled up, you're not scared. Because you have the Holy Ghost. You have that peace and your heart's not troubled. So reach out, ask for that wisdom. Ask for that. 
and then apply what the Lord gives you. He gives us the wisdom. He gives us the understanding. He gives us the knowledge for a purpose, as we see over in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The gifts that he gives us, pours upon us, wisdom being within that. But along with that comes other things that he gives us. Like we saw, he gave Solomon so much. Here to the Christians in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Notice, gifts. Not wages, but gifts. It isn't that we earn the opportunity to be dwelt with the wisdom. These are gifts He gives us. You know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. You know, Paul reminding us where we come from. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. The only way you can truly know Jesus Christ as Lord, which means ultimate authority, is to accept and receive that, and you become indwelt by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Notice, to profit with all. Everyone gets profited from it, not just that individual. Just like we go back to Exodus chapter 31, where those folks was given their skills and abilities to do tasks to help others, not just themselves. And they are various things. As he gets into it here in verse 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. He'll give wisdom to the individuals that can use that wisdom and share that wisdom with others. For to one is given by the Spirit the wisdom of the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Notice, as he will. Not as we will, but as he will. It's his will. It's always got to be His will be done, not our will be done. And when we acknowledge that and we go by that and we trust in that, then we can be blessed by that. And it is so awesome what He gives us. And it is so awesome that He gives us all these things by grace. Not because we earned it. Because He loves us. Because He cares for us. We need to be praying without ceasing. We need to be Careful for nothing, as it says. Don't be overly concerned. And always list it all. Tell Him all that you need, all that you want. And always remember to be thankful. Just like He says over in Philippians chapter 4, in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And we sure see that around today. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. That means list it all 
with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. We can't even understand it, but it can come upon us. Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's there for the taking. It's a blessing that is right there. All we've got to do is reach out and receive it. So much that's been given to us, so much that is available to us. In James chapter 1, in verse 5, If any of you lack wisdom, you know if you lack wisdom, if any man, if you... If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, just like we read over there in Philippians. Ask him. That giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. He's not going to scold you or ridicule you for not having wisdom. He wants you to grow to the point where you know to even ask for it. So ask for it. But let him ask in faith, Nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And then over in James chapter 3, in verse 13, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness and wisdom. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Take the wisdom of the Lord, use it for peace, use it to share the love, spread the love, shine the light into this dark world. And we know that, as he said there again in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So fear the Lord, study His Word. He'll bless you with wisdom. Use it to share the gospel, to spread the Word, to help others come in and know Him, and always be kind to others, even those enemies that are out there in the world. Pray for your enemies. That's what the Lord taught us to do. Use the wisdom of the Lord properly and share it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for the wisdom that you've given us today by studying your word. Help all of us to stay hungry, to dig deep in there, to find that message that you want us to have, to use the wisdom that you've given us, to multiply that wisdom, to share that wisdom. And we truly do know it all comes from you. It isn't something that we've gained by our efforts. No, we could never do that. But we know it's a, by grace you give that to us. And we truly thank you for it all as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.